This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. Let's join Craig Earlham in London. Good afternoon, Craig. Good afternoon. How are you? Very well, thanks. The big story of the day, of course, the latest US inflation numbers and the pace of consumer price increases have eased again in January. So that is the latest sign that the inflation that has gripped the world particularly in America, for two years is slowing. But at the same time, it says that the inflationary pressures remain quite stubborn. So maybe some disappointment there for markets on these figures, because perhaps they expected a lower inflation announcement today. Yeah, I think they were expecting a lower inflation announcement. It was anticipated that it was going to be a bit stubborn, this report, and we could see that for the next few as well. We've just witnessed uh, quite a sharp decline and we've maybe become a little bit accustomed to that. What was interesting is in the run-up to this report itself, there was a lot of optimism in the markets. The equity markets yesterday performed really well. US futures were looking really strong going into this report. Europe was trading uh, higher as well. And it seemed there was a lot of optimism, which was a bit confusing because the talk was that it was going to be a potentially sticky uh, report. And it turned out to be even more so than anticipated. And now you see the US has sold off and is now in the red. And it's really changed the mood within the markets. In terms of the inflation data itself, some of the numbers were in line with what we were expecting, uh, like the monthly figure, 0.5%. But the year-on-year comparison was higher. That will be due to past revisions. We also saw revisions to a couple of the data pieces, like the monthly figure last month was the first decline in prices uh, that we'd seen for a very long time. And that was actually revised out ultimately, and now is a 0.1% increase. And we also saw, therefore, a revision to the core from last month as well. So all in all, I'd say it was a slightly negative report. The good thing is that we are still seeing a decline in inflation. So inflation still fell from 6.5% to 6.4%. It just didn't fall to 6.2% as was expected. Core inflation fell from 5.7 to 5.6. It just didn't fall to 5.5 as expected. But what it means is the impact that it's had on the markets is way more significant than just the equity markets, which we saw declines in. We obviously saw a slightly stronger dollar and gold got hit as well. But I think the most noticeable difference, really, the area that it's had the biggest impact is ultimately interest rate probabilities. So you look at the probabilities now compared and Markets are basically almost fully pricing in a 25 basis point rate hike in March, another one in May, but also a more than 50% chance of another one again in June. That wasn't what was being priced in before. Now, if we just compare that to even two weeks ago, just before the jobs report, markets were pricing in one more rate hike this year and then two rate cuts later in the year. Now they're pricing in up to three more rate hikes this year and no cuts. So that's a massive shift that we're seeing in the markets, which suggests that they're starting to buy more into the narrative that the Fed's been saying, which is higher for longer. What I will say is, we were talking two weeks ago, and we were saying markets are overly optimistic on the back of one or two good figures. All of a sudden, there's this incredible optimism, soft landings, no recessions, lower terminal rates, rate cuts really soon. And I still think there is a good chance that we could see rate cuts later this year. But I think markets have kind of swinged from over-optimism down to over-pessimism. And this is what was always going to happen in the first quarter of the year, in particular, maybe the second quarter. 
we've said it a lot of times, the path to peak inflation was very linear and very aggressive. The path back to 2% is not going to be like that. The path back to 2% is going to be filled with potholes. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, there's going to be good data, there's going to be setbacks. And that's everything that we've seen over the course of the last two months. And there's no reason to think that it's going to change. What more is the data points aren't necessarily yet aligning in a way that's going to make the Fed feel comfortable. When the Fed's going to be mostly focused, they're going to be focused on a lot of data points, but they're going to be mostly focused on the US jobs data because they want to see less heat in the jobs market and they're absolutely not getting that at the moment and they're going to be focused and obviously on the wages component as well and we are seeing improvements there to an extent and they're going to be focused of course on the inflation data and in particular the core inflation data and we have seen massive improvements there but we need to see improvements on both and if one of them isn't playing ball, then the other one really needs to over-deliver. If we're going to see the jobs market stay hot, they need to see core inflation falling even faster again to provide them any comfort. So inflation's falling fast, but it's not falling fast enough to compensate for the heat that we're still continuing to see in the labour market. Things will change, but at this point in time, we're going through a sticky patch, and that's uh, taking its toll on sentiment in the markets. And the markets, how have they reacted? I note the US dollar is up today but not by a huge amount against the pound and against the euro was the current news already priced in i wouldn't say it was baked into the markets per se as i said earlier we were expecting that this could potentially be a bit of a sticky report for a number of different reasons but markets were oddly positioned quite optimistically i don't think people are really surprised or taken aback by the report but you could argue that maybe to some extent the market reaction hasn't been overly strong. I don't, for example, think equity markets fully reflect the changes that we've seen in interest rate expectations. And I think the dollar has been relatively mild as well, but it was slightly down on the day and it has bounced back and is now up on the day. And as I mentioned earlier with gold, gold was quite steady uh, ahead of the report and now it's off around a third of 1% and trading back below 1850 so we've seen a slightly negative reaction, but I think the reaction that we're seeing in the markets is lesser than the reaction that we've kind of seen in what's being priced in. So that suggests to me that maybe we're going to see a little bit of lingering negativity, perhaps, because it maybe feels like a bit more of a slow burn. But it's going to be interesting to see. We've got a lot more data to come. The CPI data was the headline release this week, but tomorrow we've got retail sales. So let's see what that tells us. Maybe things can bounce back a bit. Talking of tomorrow, Craig, we've got the latest CPI numbers for the UK and uh, we are continually playing catch up with the United States. Uh, their rate is considerably lower than uh, over here in the UK. So what are markets expecting? So inflation is still expected to remain really high. CPI is expected to stay above 10%, core CPI above 6%. But both of these would represent a small decline from the previous number. So that's a step in the right direction, should we say. And also, it's something that's kind of factored into the market pricing and the Bank of England expectations at the moment. The interesting thing tomorrow is going to be if we do see it fall more than that, how does that compare with Bank of England forecasts? And what does that tell us about the potential for more interest rate hikes further down the road? Then we look at the jobs data today, which is one of the factors we need to consider within all of this. And that's another interesting thing that we can take away because the jobs report today was in some ways stronger and in other ways weaker. And what I mean by that is there's two wage numbers that the Bank of England will be paying close attention to and they both tell different stories. And it's all about what is the Bank of England maybe going to put more weight on. 
So average earnings excluding bonuses rose 6.7%. That was another acceleration from last month of 6.5%. It was higher than expected. But average earnings including bonuses fell back to 5.9% from 6.5%. So you'd say, well, what's the most important? Well, one's more important for demand. That's including bonuses. It's the overall package. And that's showing a sharper deceleration in earnings growth. So that's, I think the Bank of England will look at that and say, well, that's encouraging because that means that we're going to see maybe a little bit less demand in the economy, which will help us towards our inflation target. But really, it's the excluding bonuses, which is probably the more concerning, because what the central bank and what other central banks are most concerned about is inflation becoming ingrained in economy, ingrained in people's consciousness, and therefore having a greater role in wage negotiations, which is something that could become a much deeper problem for the economy, a much deeper problem from an inflation standpoint, and it's also much harder to ultimately deal with if you want to get inflation back to 2%. So there's two mixed stories going on there, and I think the Bank of England may look at the package of this and the inflation data tomorrow, the path that it's on, and think, this job just simply isn't done yet. And if you look at the market expectations, you can see that has changed the mindset here as well. A rate hike next month, 25 basis points, is fully priced in almost. One the next month after, in or the two months after in May, is around 75% priced in. So heavily priced in now at 4.5%. And in a similar way to what we were saying with the US, we're now seeing markets priced in two more rate hikes in the UK, a possibility of a third, but no rate cuts this year. Again, I think things may change as we go. We've gone from optimism to pessimism, and I think we are going to continue to fluctuate between the two. But it is interesting to see that stubbornness that we've seen and just discussed in the US is very much apparent here to a greater extent here in the UK. Craig Earlham in London, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.